Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Monday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Glad you're with us around the state. Wherever you may be tuned in today, we're happy to have you on board for another edition of the Eagle Hour. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of USM Athletics, and of course, this program, delicious barbecue seven days a week in a town near you in Hattiesburg right here. You can enjoy it through the drive through They'll deliver it to your home, or you can uh, dine in again if you choose to do so, but however you choose it, just be sure you choose Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Jack Duggan, Sports Information Director for Southern Miss, will be joining us later in the show. We'll also review this weekend's Conference USA um, football games and a couple of hires on the football program here at USM. But first, we want to bring on our very good friend, head baseball coach Scott Berry. Fall baseball practice uh, kicked off Friday afternoon at Pete Taylor Park. Coach Berry, it's always good to hear your voice on the Eagle Hour. And I guess after only 16 games last season, it must have felt pretty good to get back uh, on the baseball field. Well, it did, Bob. Everybody had uh, had a lot of energy and was excited to get back on there. We we had been working in smaller groups prior to uh, Friday, but Friday kicked off our our team practice period, which will conclude on uh, November twenty second, uh, that Sunday before we leave for for Thanksgiving. So these next few weeks are going to be really crucial in what we do and establishing our our team philosophies, both offensively, defensively, and how we do things here to to get us ready for, uh, for, for the spring season. Well, you've always told us that fall practice is important to you, but I'm going to guess uh, with so few games played last year, this year really, really important. It is, you know, we uh, we turn everybody uh, basically from last year's team, Bob. You know, with the NCA ruling that everybody got a year back, and not just the seniors, but everybody that was a freshman last year remains a freshman this year, and, and so forth. So, you know, uh, we had eight seniors last year, and four of those opted to return. They were all pitchers: Walker Powell, Hunter Stanley, Sean Tweedy, and and Tyler Spring. So uh, along with those four gentlemen and, and the 35 others, now gives us a roster of 39. So it's important this fall to really put these guys through some different uh, positions. And I think we've got a lot, of, a lot of players who have athleticism that is going to enable us to, to move them around on the position player side. But, you know, what we do in the next few weeks is, is experiment with them in different areas and seeing if they're able going to help us in the, in the spring to win baseball games. Is, this is more than you would normally have on a roster. Is that correct, Coach? Yes, sir. Uh, normally it's, it's just 35, but due to the COVID and, and uh, giving everybody a year back, the NCAA ruled this year that you could have an unlimited number on the roster, uh, but only uh, – only 32 of that number could be on scholarship 
And so uh, to try to account for a lot of variables that weren't uh, weren't being able to uh, foresee, and that you know the draft played big, where it didn't absorb a lot of guys that would normally not be back for college, whether it would be uh, returning college players or whether it would be high school signees that would opt to go to pro ball. So everybody across the country in baseball at all levels, I feel like, has a, has a much larger number in roster than what they would normally have. Luke, get in here with Coach Barry. Coach, uh, you got a lot of leadership coming back, and and with with Walker and Gabe Shepard and Hunter Stanley, Gabe Montenegro, talk talk some about some of the rookies. Two guys that we talked about um, Friday, Slade Wilkes, and then a kid from Van Cleve, Carson Pato. Both of those guys really coming in have the ability to contribute offensively. Well, you know, not only are they just a presence physically, they are big, strong kids. Um, but their presence on the field, uh, you know, at the plate and what they do out in the field. Two really good young, uh, young players, one from Columbia, Slade Wilkes, and then, like you said, Carson Pato from, from Van Cleve. So, uh, a tremendous upside with those two guys, both left handed power hitters who have the ability to really handle the zone, not only for power, but also for average. So, uh, and, and good outfielders as well. So, we, we've uh, our, our assistants have done a great job, Coach Creel and Coach Ostrander, in recruiting and targeting these guys that fit our program and what we're looking for. And I've been really, really pleased with what I've seen so far. Yeah, we were talking uh, Friday. We were just saying that the hardest job for uh, you guys going into this year is <laughs> determining who's going to be where. You look at the offensive pieces. Gidry's the only one that that um, isn't really coming back on on offense. The outfield is is loaded. Pitching wise, a kid that I think Southern Miss fans didn't realize how good he had. He started because of Powell and, and Shepard's domination. But Ben Etheridge, he he had a phenomenal few starts there, Coach, before COVID got shut down. Well, he really did. You know, Ben was a true freshman last year, was a freshman All-American for us as, as well uh, there. And so he's a young man that has three pitches that he can con- control and throw for strikes at both sides of the plate and keeps the ball down and, uh, you know, works ahead in the count. And, and he showed that at a very young age as a freshman, which a lot of guys don't. But but Ben uh, Ben comes from a really solid program at West Lauderdale outside of Meridian that is rich in, in tradition with baseball. And, and he just he brought it right in here to have his bird with him. Now, Coach, you got to like having Walker Powell back, Mr. Steady on the mound last year and, and the year before, really. Yeah, you know, have, the ability to have Walker back and, and, and Hunter Stanley and, and Sean Tweedy and Tyler Spring, all those seniors not only are going to give us experience, much-needed experience on the mound, but guys that are also going to be able to lead from the pitcher standpoint in that staff because, you know, Coach Oz, is he's he's by his lone self sitting there coaching, you know, 21 guys. And, and certainly those four seniors that have opted to come back can help uh, help him uh, in that leadership role and, and, and being the role models that we want to be. Now, Coach, when Luke and I were looking over all these uh, all this information Friday, uh, we got pretty fired up and pretty optimistic about another great season. You you don't mind us uh, putting you on the spot like that, do you? Well, I mean, honestly, 
that's the uh, that's the expectations that we want. I mean, it, you know, and we talk about tradition with our guys every day, and I think it's important that they understand that there's expectations placed on this program because of the years prior and what we've been able to do. So very few programs out there have that of consistency that they claim to have tradition. But Southern Miss, uh, you know, we do have that, and uh, and our our guys need to understand that. So I don't mind the expectations whatsoever. I do know that, uh, you know, we have a long ways to get there before February 19th, and we've got to make hay to try to try to get everything instilled in our guys and how we're going to try to win baseball games. The fall's about right now, honestly. The fall's about making mistakes, guys. You know, we we re- we would rather make the mistakes and hopefully we learn from them, then make them in the spring. So, you know, we go out and we try to learn to compete each and every day. We don't we, we don't like to coach effort. We hope that that is there each and every day, that consistency is there. But we're going to make mistakes, and we want to make them in the fall and learn from them. Does COVID make fall practice different in any way than it, than it would normally be, Coach? Well, certainly there's protocols in place where we take their temperatures and we social distance and, and wear the mask as much as we can. But, you know, um, I think we've all been able to adjust to it and adapt to it as, as best as we can. And, you know, when we get on this field, we certainly, uh, in the back of our mind, uh, we're, we're thinking about it. But, you know, when we're catching a ball and, and we're fixing to turn a double play, we certainly don't think about social distancing between that runner (laughs) and and that fielder at the bag. So, uh, you know, it's it's part of what we do today. Right. All right, Luke, uh, one minute left. Coach, Coach, it's October. I ask you this off air, but I want our listeners to hear it too. The two most important questions besides baseball in October for Scott Barry is, number one, our listeners want to know, you know, how the bow hunting's going, and number two, what are your plans for Halloween costume-wise? Well, the bow hunting hasn't kicked in yet. Obviously, for our region down here, our district, it starts on Thursday. It looks like the weatherman's going to cooperate really well. Unfortunately, we're in the middle of our fall practice period, so I probably won't see much of it uh, until until we kind of get everything done here. But, um, you know, love to bow hunt. I love to hunt, period. I mean, it's just a way to, to relax and get away from the everyday stresses that that we all have and and that's kind of my release but uh what was that other question you asked halloween coach the costume halloween halloween you know, important. Un- you know unfortunately we won't be able to have the trick-or-treat at the peak this year because of covid and i haven't really given much thought on that one uh probably you know the only reason i do any kind of halloween is is costume anyway is because of trick-or-treat at the peak and, and the fun that we have with that interacting with the community and and all the young little boys and girls that come and see us and, and our teams, the, the baseball and softball teams. So, you know, hopefully next year we'll we'll be talking about a costume and, and what we can plan for at, for the trick-or-treat of the season. There you go, Coach. We appreciate your time as always, Coach. We're very excited. And I know everybody in the community just feels better to hear our baseball team is back together and out there getting ready for another season. So uh, good luck, Coach, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again really soon. Thank you, guys. All right, Coach Scott Berry, everybody, the very best in the business. It feels so good, Luke Johnson, to hear that the baseball team is working out, right? Absolutely. All right, when we come back, Jack Duggan on the Eagle Hour. (laughs) 
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The segment of the Eagle Hour sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Great selection of Southern Miss apparel, as you well know. You can shop there six days a week on Hardy Street, right across from the Southern Miss campus. You prefer to shop online, you can do that too at campusbookmark.net. Pick out your apparel, they'll deliver it right to your front door. This is one of those days where we have really two of our very favorite people on the show at the same time, uh, Scott Berry and the old left-hander Jack Duggan. And Jack, uh, good to hear you. And uh, I I know you're probably like me, Jack. You just kind of get a smile on your face, and you just feel a little sense of optimism and hope when you hear the baseball team is practicing. Yeah, I got a a chance to go out there yesterday, and uh, I saw about five homers in in four innings. So uh, I, I I don't know what you take. I don't know if you take away from that either. Your pitching hadn't been very good, or your hitting's really good. So uh, <laughs> you know you, you you never know you never know which way to lean. But uh, it was fun. It was fun to get out and watch these guys play a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I got in the office probably about ten a.m. yesterday, uh, working on some football stuff, and then uh, us not having us not playing the night before it cut down my workload. Uh, tremendously, so I was able to go out and watch some, some scrimmage, and it was a lot of fun. Does that did it remind you, Jack, of the days you were throwing them ninety five mile an hour fastballs across the plate? Yeah, sure, Bob. <laughs> okay. Have I told you? Have I ever told you the story about how one of my American Legion coaches told me that a, a Cincinnati Red Scout had me at ninety on the gun when I was eighteen years old? Did I ever tell you that story? No, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So 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 after the game, it's good. Hey, the scout was really impressed. He said he had you ninety on the gun. I said, really ninety. And then he followed that up with, you know, of course that was two pitches added together. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's not what any any uh, freshman in college wants to hear. So, two pitches, ninety mile an hour fastball, right, Jack? Yeah, yeah two. There was two pitches added together. So. Oh, well, At least I got it in the high forties. I hope. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, uh, Jack. This has been a weird year, and uh, you know, games canceled this week. You guys are doing press conferences by Zoom. Uh, we're we're a little, I guess, over halfway through football season. Just kind of put the whole thing in perspective for a second, if you will. Yeah, yeah let me let me put that whole thing in perspective for you, Bob. Uh, I don't know. It's it's it has just been a really strange year. Um, you know, you just make the best out of what you can do. And, you know, certainly, you know, a lot of things we do, we do out of caution and uh, because of the COVID-19. And uh, I think things have worked reasonably well. Um, you know, we, we, we got our first four games in, and unfortunately last weekend we, we were, we were uh, uh, postponed. But hopefully we'll get that game uh, back going. So, you know, nothing you can do about that one. Now you just no. focus. You focus on this week's opponent, UTEP, and uh, who who seem to be much improved. And um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you put it. I don't know how you put this year in perspective. That's just crazy. Uh, for I, sure. You just kind of roll with the punches and you do the best that you can. Is there talk about trying to reschedule that Florida Atlantic game? Is has it, there been any development on that front, Jack? I have not heard anything. I'm sure. You know, I know that I know that we uh, uh, with Ford Atlantic and uh, with Conference USA are are, are going to do everything that they can to reschedule that game, and so um, 
you know, I don't know how long that takes. So, uh, so hopefully, hopefully there'll be an announcement that we will that we will play that game, and uh, we'll have a we'll have a December home game. So that'll be kind of interesting. There you go. All right, Luke, get in here with the old left-hander. Jack, I was uh, I was going through the game notes that you sent out earlier today, and I was just like, you know. When we when I was a senior in 05, we had two games interrupted by hurricanes, um, and I think we played three games in, in 12 days. So, yeah. you know, pre, pre-COVID, it was it was pretty wild. And I, and I remember we had a game against Cal that kind of got, in my junior year, kind of got scrapped. And listen to Scotty on the press conference today, you know, it's like you, you put in all week long, and uh, we, we had an FAU guy on last week, and he was like, yeah, we test on Thursday. So everybody was kind of biting their lip and crossing their fingers. And then, I guess, late Thursday afternoon, we, we get the news. But uh seems like the guys, uh, Coach Walden was saying, seems like they, they got back to work and just acknowledged it as part to 2020 and, and press on. That's that's all you can do. I mean, you can't dwell on it. I mean, you just can't. You just got to move on. And, and, you know, you look at it as a, as a week of preparation. It's, it's a week that you didn't get in the spring. And so, so you, got a week of, you got a week of preparation. You got a chance to get some guys that may not have been healthy healthier and 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 hopefully back on the field this week uh you know it's a it's a it's a much better utep team uh you got to fly three hours out to to west texas uh to play in the sun bowl and and that's not an easy trip i've made that trip and i didn't even play and that's a hard trip so um you know you just you just you you can't you can't dwell on it you just got to move forward and uh just try to get better I know Eagle fans are excited. This game's on ESPN two, so it's a national broadcast at six thirty p.m. out in El Paso. Golden Eagles. When's the last time we had this many games on uh, you know a, a mainstream cable channel like that, uh, Jack? I mean that that's got to be several years. Uh, probably yeah yeah was probably two thousand six or two thousand seven. I have to go back and look, but uh, you know it's always nice. It's it's nice to be on. Uh, some place where it's easy for for our fans to get to, and 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 they understand the quality of product that they're going to get when they turn into the game. And, um, not, and I'm not saying that against Stadium or any of the other you know stations that we're on, uh, but uh, you know, but they don't call ESPN the flagship for nothing. And so um, it's you know, and I think you get a little. Extra, extra juice in your step when you when you know you're going to be playing on ESPN. You know a lot of people are going to be watching you. Well, you know it's in all fifty states too. You know, so it's that, uh, that that's a big difference. That is true. That is very true. And um, you know, you know that you know that there's going to be there's going to be some bar in Bozeman, Montana <laughs> that's going to have the game on Saturday, <laughs> and uh, they're going to go. They're going to hey, there's Southern Missy. Uh, on TV, they're playing UTEP. Let's see how they're doing. So well, there you, you go, just, Jack. A bar in Bozeman, Montana. Was, I, I didn't think I'd hear that on today's show for some reason. I well, I just I tried to come up with the most <laughs> random fact I could think of, Bob. In fact, I think that's the first time we've ever heard that. Uh, we've ever heard that said on the Eagle Hour. A bar in Bozeman, Montana. I'll tell you this, Jack. I watched uh, UTEP and Louisiana Tech Saturday night. This is a different UTEP team than people are used to seeing. Uh, these guys uh, look to me like they're they're a pretty formidable opponent. I, I would agree. I you know, I watched a good bit of that game as well, and 
Uh, I think they're really salty on defense. I mean, they, they, they've, if you look at their numbers, they're really good. Uh, you know, I, you know, that, you know, one knock might be, can they score points? But, you know, if, if, if you got a great defense that's, that's keeping the other team off the board, you don't have to score a lot right. of points. So, yeah, no question. So it, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun game. I, there's no doubt. I, I think it's going to be fun. You know, if you look back, if you look back, uh, over the last, uh, um, what five five wins? Uh, I think this was in our notes. I think we've outscored them like thirty two point four points per game to eight. So um, mm-hmm. you know, just over the last five you know games that we've that we've won all five. So uh, you know, it's been a series that hasn't had at least you know hasn't had a lot of close close games. Right. Um, but but you know, I, I expect it to be a close ball game on on Saturday. And Jack, I know you're you're juggling a lot of things right now. I think what we're we're a month away from basketball season. I mean, things are beginning to multiply on us here. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like a regular year. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's good. It's good. You know, it's just just seeing all that, and you know, just got to take some extra precautions. You know, got to go through your protocols, and and you know, just you know, waiting to see basketball, men's and women's starting, and then. You know, some of our fall sports that have gotten pushed back to the spring, looking forward to seeing them. And then, of course, baseball and softball getting going again. And, you know, we're trying. We're trying to get up and running. And, uh, you know, I, I think I think our our, our uh, upper administration, our athletic department, you know, led by Jeremy McClain, I think have, have done a wonderful job of, of navigating us through this. And, um, you know, that's why we've played four games and, and, and you know, could have possible to play five in our football season. So, you know, who who would have thought who would have thought that three months ago that we'd be we'd be four or five games into our football season now. So, no, you're so right. you know, well done and, and uh we just keep moving along doing the best we can. Well I'm gonna be optimistic, Jack. I think we're just a couple of months away from a vaccine. I think we're gonna get through the holidays and uh we're gonna all remember COVID nineteen is just a bad experience in the past and uh and look forward to a new 2021. Are you on board with that? But are, I'm I'm all for that. Now, is it, are, are you declaring that? I mean, are you in charge? I mean, I, you know, I, I know I was in charge of of, of college football <laughs> yes. there for a while. Now, are you in charge of the pandemic now, Bob? Actually, I am, Jack. I'm not quite ready to make that formal, but I'm just telling you that I'm I'm throwing that out there for for everybody to kind of put in the back of their minds. Well, that you hey, know Jack, that, that's that's very reassuring. <laughs> He's, he's not. Hey, so just both of you guys know, it's only 1,998 miles to Bozeman, Montana from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. <laughs> there we go. There you go. There we go. All right, Jack. Always fun, man. We appreciate you on the show. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great rest All right. Of the great sports information director for the University of Southern Mississippi, the one and only Jack Duggan. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Monday. Appreciate Jack Duggan and Coach Scott Berry for joining us in those earlier two segments, two of our favorite guests to be on the Eagle Hour. Thank you for joining us on the Eagle Hour today. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill located 
on 4th Street in Hattiesburg. If you uh, want to get out tonight, go watch uh, some Monday night football. They will have the game on every day at lunch. Also, with all that Southern Miss memorabilia, you can get the 8.95 lunch, and it always includes a free drink. And we appreciate their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour, 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Southern Miss set to take on the UTEP Miners. Golden Eagles lead the all-time series 8-4. to They won last year's meeting 31-13 to on September 28th in Hattiesburg. And, yeah, a game where you look for uh, – you have to get a little prep in. And Scotty Walden um, in, his, in his press conference talked about what the Golden Eagles did over this past weekend. FAU came out today. Willie Taggart said that they had 18 players and nine coaches test positive wow. for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So uh, that makes sense why the game couldn't have been played. Uh, but looking forward to UTEP, Scotty Walden uh, at his press conference today. This is uh, what he had to say. Kind of weird. I feel like we'd be talking about a game right now, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a unique year as everybody knows and everybody's going through it. And, uh, so, you know, obviously really, you know, as unfortunately disappointed that, you know, our guys, you know, didn't get a chance to compete this week, but, you know, we, we did everything we could to get that game played and it just is what it is. And, you know, that, that's unfortunately, you know, what you run into in, in, in this year and you got to adapt. You know, this is the year of, you know, adaptation. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's, um, you know, our kids have adapted to change probably more than arguably anybody in the country, you know, with everything that, 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 that they've gone through. And so, you know, it's just another, um, another deal thrown at them that, you know, they, you know, I think really handled well. I mean, they wanted to play. They were disappointed. And, you know, when you go as a player, you know, when you go through a week of practice, um, you know, when you put in all that preparation, that work and, you know, you get towards the end of the week and you really, you know, you're ready to play a game mentally and you're, you're getting in that mindset. Um, and then to not play it, you know, it's kind of, uh, kind of a letdown, you know, and so we as a coaching staff, you know, we, uh, I thought we did a great job of, of coming together and trying to, you know, keep that momentum, keep that energy going. And, uh, you know, we practiced on Friday, did a team activity Saturday. Um, and then we, we practiced, uh, Sunday night, last night, uh, more of an elongated practice since we didn't have a game. So usually we're not on the field very long Sunday night, but we were on the field, uh, a little longer Sunday night to, to get, uh, the blood flowing again. And, you know, Friday, you know, Friday, we, we had some preparation on UTEP and we got some more preparation on them last night as well. So I feel good about where we're at right now. Um, you know, it, it's just, uh, you know, again, unfortunately we didn't get to play, but it is what it is. And, um, our kids are just going to overcome and, 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 uh, and now we, we got to, uh, put that behind us and then we got to go focus on a great UTEP team and go on the road in Conference USA. And, um, so our guys have, uh, you know, we, we've moved on and, and uh, our full focus going forward is uh, is this game this week against UTEP. So, uh, but really, really again, pleased with the way that uh, you know our kids and our staff handled this um, this ever changing deal. You know, it's a it's a one day at a time deal. Uh, you know, we, we're just trying. We're like last night, we're just trying to win Sunday, and now we're just trying to win Monday. Make sure everybody's good and and uh, and rock and roll. So, but our guys have handled it with flying colors and and and, and gone and and gone and attacked it. And that's what I'm proud of. So. Coach Scotty Walden at his weekly press conference just talking about it. And he made a great point there. You know, a lot of a lot of teams would be like, well, we missed a game. What are we going to do now? And for the Golden Eagles, I think probably that's the maybe the least uh, crazy thing they've had to deal with in 2020 so far, Bob, especially yeah, no the coaching question. change after week one. Well, no question about that. And speaking of coaches, uh, some hires this week. Am I correct about that, Luke? Some some additions to the football yeah, staff. 
Yeah, Scotty Walden announced today. I saw this on Friday about one, but didn't know that there was actually two coming uh, to Hattiesburg. So a lot of times now college football programs will uh, bring on a couple guys from uh, as, as analysts, and you saw that recently before Larry Fedora went to Baylor as the offensive coordinator. He was actually as a an offensive analyst at, at Texas. Southern Miss brings in two analysts, one on either side of the ball. Uh, the first is a, a name that Southern Miss fans will remember, former Cincinnati head coach Rick Minter. Uh, he was at Cincinnati from 94 to 2003, so he was in those Conference USA years when Southern Miss and Cincinnati were together. He was also a two-time defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, South Carolina. Uh, he was also at Marshall, uh, was a defensive coordinator at Marshall in 08 and 09. So Rick Minter comes in as a defensive analyst. Scott, Scotty Walden announcing this today. And then on the offensive side, Scott Highsmith. Uh, Highsmith uh, was originally with Mike Leach and Hal Mummy uh, back in the day at Kentucky. And then he was the head coach at Bellhaven. Offensive coordinator at Southeast Louisiana, and most recently, he uh, he worked with Scotty Walden at East Texas Baptist, uh, and was actually the head coach there in 2017. So two guys coming in as uh, offensive and defensive analysts. Scotty talked today in the press conference about how Rick Minner's uh, just his experience, and and Scotty specifically said uh, an older coach that could help a younger coach like me. Um, he, he's, he said that out and then Highsmith, of course, goes a long way back with Scotty Walden. So yeah, interesting uh, bringing them on in, uh, in week six. Uh, but yeah, never can have, uh, too many guys helping. And so those are two experienced guys that should uh, make a, an impact for the football team. This analyst position, isn't this relatively new in college football, Luke? It's been, I mean, with the Power Five programs, it's been around for ten years or so, maybe just a, a smidgen longer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you you don't see group of five teams getting it as much. Sometimes you see, uh, you know, up and coming guys being in like a quality control position. Uh, of course, you got graduate assistants, but this was kind of it. It fits guys uh, like Fedora or other guys who like had a buyout, <laughs> and so uh, they they come with experience, but you don't have to pay them, you know, a regular coach's salary. So mm-hmm. I, I was surprised. You know, I saw that name Rick Minner, and I was like, man, he's got yeah. tons of experience. So that that will help Coach Billings and Coach Pecoraro on the defensive side. All right, Luke, who has the advantage this week? Texas El Paso. Um... Uh, they played Saturday night against uh, one of the better teams in the league, Louisiana Tech, and more than held their own, no question about that. Where's the advantage, the team that uh, is in a playing rhythm or a team like a Southern Miss that uh, that missed a game unexpectedly but got them a week to heal up and uh, another week to prepare? Well, it's a trade-off. We were kind of worried about North Texas because they didn't play the week before us, and you know, we were we were concerned that they had two weeks to scheme on us, and obviously we won that game. I think it's a trade off. We got a couple of extra days prep for them, and at the same token, uh, they got to play. And so, not playing the game from and to go back to what I was talking about with Jack, my senior year, we were misplaced so much. We played four games in a row on the road, and you know, when you get out of your your routine, we played games a year that Bob on Tuesday on Wednesday. Right, I remember we that. played a Sunday game, yeah, and it was just because of hurricanes and and crazy stuff. It does get you out of your your rhythm, and that's the only thing that that I might be concerned about. Uh, what Scotty Walden did, and he's been pretty creative thinking outside the box. They came in Saturday, 
and he told them that they were going to do a team building activity. They were going to be, you know, have to work together. And they took them to the escape rooms right on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. And so if you've never been in one of those, you get a clue and then you find your way through a series of rooms and you have like an hour to escape. And, you know, that's good stuff. It, 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 guys just don't go lay up in the dorm all day and be separate from each other. Saturday was a day where they would normally be together and have camaraderie and unity, and I thought that was a great way to spell a Saturday where a game got canceled. Interesting, I think, this weekend for a couple of reasons. Glad to see it's on ESPN, too. That's a heck of a platform for the football program. But I think it's fair to say that we we come off a game with North Texas, and, and now after this past Saturday, it appears that North Texas is a lot worse team than than maybe we thought they were at the start of the season. Transversely, I think this is the best UTEP team we've seen in the last few years. So at the start of the year, I think we would have misjudged just what a bad year North Texas could have and then perhaps how improved UTEP could be. So Southern Miss is kind of caught in the middle there, and it, I think it provides for a really intriguing, uh, really intriguing matchup, Luke. Yeah, UTEP, this is Dana Demmel's uh, third year, and it's just a cliche statement with, with coaching in, in college football. You're always – you th- the third year is where you see the most improvement. They're 3-2. and two. They had opportunity to win Saturday against LaTeX. They dropped that one 21-17. But they're only giving up 326 yards on defense. And, I mean, through five games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I know you want to say, look who they played, and, and, and I get all that. But, but they played Louisiana Tech. And they played Texas. They got blown out at Texas. At the same token, they're only giving up 326 yards a game. So something is going to have to bend one way or the other. Where where we're concerned about, where I'm concerned about, is they have a quarterback that can throw the football, and they have shown the ability to run the football. And we have given up both. So it's not like you're about to face a pass-heavy team and you shut down the pass and force them to run. I mean, it's like they maybe can better pick their poison. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but I feel that Southern Miss is playing better than a 1-3 in team right now. All right, going to be Saturday night, ESPN2. Keep your fingers crossed. No COVID problems uh, with either squad. Want to see the Golden Eagles back on the football field this Saturday, and like Jack said, so people up at bars in Bozeman, Montana uh, won't be disappointed as well. We'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, Luke Johnson, Bob Getty. It is the Eagle Hour for segment brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg. You can find them on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi or online, toyotahattiesburg.com. 
Proud sponsor of the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. Also want to tell you about DBAT and D1 Training. DBAT is a softball and baseball academy located in Hattiesburg in the old Gaddytown building next door. D1 Training on the DBAT side. Uh, great instructors, uh, great places for your kids uh, to improve their baseball and softball skills on the other side. D1 training there for everyone. You can get in the best shape of your life, and we appreciate them being on board with the Eagle Hour. Hey, there's more Southern Miss athletics to talk about just besides football and baseball. Southern Miss golf cranking back up today and tomorrow. They are up at the Intercollegiate at the Grove. It's hosted by Middle Tennessee at the Grove Club in College Grove, Tennessee. 13 teams there. Matt Lorenz, Bryce Wilkinson, Hunter Atkins, Brian Richards, and Bennett Ruby and Robbie Ladder all going to get out on the links for the Golden Eagles. And, uh, man, it's good good to see the golfers getting back out there. Lady Eagles golf team also are on the road today and tomorrow. They are taking place in the Lady Red Wolves Classic, sponsored by Arkansas State University in Jonesboro, Arkansas. It's at the Sage Meadow Country Club. They are underway today and will be there tomorrow, Lucy Nunn's third year as head coach. So good luck to the Lady Eagles and the men's golf teams as they are on the road, Bob. We uh, we always like to to highlight local uh, players that are, that are doing well in high school, and um, two teams that we follow on Friday nights. Super Talk Laurel follows the Laurel Golden Golden Tornadoes, as well as the other three teams in Jones County, and then uh, Super Talk Hattiesburg follows uh, Presbyterian Christian. I know up here in Jones County, the other night we were at Taylorsville West Jones. But, man, uh, Xavier Evans, a senior running back, Arkansas State commit, rushed for a school record 404 yards and six touchdowns as Laurel defeated Natchez 57-38. to On the other hand, uh, are going down a little south in Hattiesburg, uh, there's a kid playing for PCS that is just lighting up the stat sheet possibly like never before. Yeah, Presbyterian Christian School we carry on the Hattiesburg Super Talk Station and Marquise Crosby, a senior running back, I've never heard of this before, Luke. He rushed for 502 yards, not this season, Friday night. 502 yards in one game. He's up to 2,295 yards on the season, and they're not even through playing. Unfortunately, a Louisiana Tech commitment. Uh, He has averaged 287 yards a game through eight games. Have you ever heard of stats like that, Luke Johnson? Not in a long time. There was a, a guy up at uh, Ruleville Central named Noah Ingram. I think he rushed for like 586 in a game. But you want to talk about and, – and this is a kid I, I played in high school with his with his dad at, at West Jones, and, and Marquise is just, man, unbelievable on the season. We love seeing uh, local kids. Yeah, for, for the, the season, Bob, here it is. He's rushed 210 times in eight games <laughs> for – 2,295 yards, and he's rushed for 26 touchdowns. That's 26 just, touchdowns that's in sick. eight games. That's just sick. Uh, I think we know what the offensive philosophy of Presbyterian Christian School is this year. Is that safe to say? I mean, I'm not a coordinator or anything, but I think I pretty much know what the game plan is. <laughs> 
give it to Mark oh, Eason and, and get out of the way. They still got three games left this, yeah, this coming just crazy. Uh, Friday. Presbyterian Christian at Jackson Academy. That'll be a good game. We've got a good one on Super Talk Laurel. Wes Jones at Laurel between the bricks. So that was a big game I used to be a part of and, and right. huge. All right, recapping Conference USA this past weekend. Uh, UTSA played BYU really good. BYU won 27-20. to The Roadrunners played BYU a whole lot better than Louisiana Tech did. Uh, UTSA falls to 3-2 and on the year. In conference play, Middle Tennessee on the road in Miami. Middle Tennessee, Coach Stock still pulled the road upset. Raiders won 31-28 over Florida International. Middle Tennessee 1-4 on the year. Florida International 0-2. Uh, Louisiana Tech defeated UTEP 21-17. Marshall defeated Western Kentucky on the road. I think we both called that 38-14. And then Charlotte took care of North Texas out in Denton 49-21. Yeah, North Texas pretty disappointing team right now. Uh, clearly, though, a uh, good year for Louisiana Tech again. I guess UAB is off probably the uh, the other, I think, top-leading team uh, in conference. I guess if you were going to – if you were going to pick it today, and there's a lot of football left to play, you would probably envision a Louisiana Tech. No, I'm going to check that. You would probably envision a UAB Marshall Championship game. Fair to say, if it were today. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think that's where it is right now. And and I would go ahead and name Marshall the the champion without even blinking an eye. They are playing crazy good football. Right. All right, Lee Robertson, Heath Hinton on the show tomorrow. We've got uh, a great show lined up for you this week as well. We've got the basketball coach, Jay Ladner, uh, scheduled to be on the show Friday. Russ Anderson from Conference USA on the Eagle Hour Wednesday. So lots to look forward to. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Hopefully Kelly will be feeling a little better and back with us as well. Until tomorrow at 1, Southern Miss. To the top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.